Welcome to the TappingSolution.com's Bits and Pieces podcast, where we share information designed to change your life. Whether you're new to EFT tapping or an old hand, you'll find simple, inspiring information to brighten your day, motivate you, and help you live your best life. To learn more about tapping, visit thetappingsolution.com. Now, here's today's clip. When it comes to money, you may be wondering, how can a stress relief technique have an impact on how much money I have? In a survey done by the American Psychological Association, 73% of Americans listed money as the number one factor that affects their stress level. It is hard to make a good financial decision when stress and anxiety are fogging your better judgment. It's hard to be resourceful and to have the courage to follow a dream when anxiety is keeping you stuck in place. So in this interview, you'll learn how to break free of the financial strain to take steps forward towards financial abundance. To lead the way, we are speaking to someone very dear to me, my brother, Nick Ortner. I have seen firsthand how doing this work has transformed his own life and how he continues to impact the lives of thousands of people. Welcome, Nick. Uh, Jess, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk about today's topic. I gotta tell you, the potential for change here is just so powerful. I've seen it again and again in my own life and we'll get into it, it's just been dramatic that literally doing this work, doing these tapping on rooting points has changed my financial past, present, and future. And I'm seeing the results today. And I know you've had the same experience and thousands of people around the world have used this technique to clear out this junk from the past to change the current reality and to affect their future. The stories that we get around this topic are incredible. People email us all the time, not only about making more money, but getting that dream job because they were able to calm the anxiety and get in such a great place that you make the right decisions, you say the right thing. So that is what we're leading people to. But let's start with that very basic question of how does it really make a difference when it comes to finances? Well, that's a great question. So, you know, I think part of the challenge is that we often think about finances in the abstract. It's like the money that I have in my bank, it's something that's out there, or the job that I have, or the thing that I do. And while we certainly recognize that we play a role, we play a role in, in the work that we do, and if we're working, procrastinating, and not, we don't really recognize that the finances and money is really an expression of who we are at our deepest level. And, you know, we're, we're leading talking about money, but the reality is that. When I approach it, I'm talking about money and personal fulfillment and making a difference in the world and valuing yourself. They all lump together, right? But we tend to just go, money, what's in my bank account? So what we're going to do in today's call is really break down how we can change our personal perspective on our finances and of who we are in the world and the difference that we make. Now, back to your original question, what does tapping have to do with money? You mentioned getting an interview and getting the job that you want or going for an interview and getting the job that you want. And this was a story that happened just a couple of years ago. This lady was really stressed out. She was overwhelmed. She hadn't been able to get a job for months. And as you can imagine, the anxiety was taking a toll on her. Her self-esteem was down. You know, you're out of work for months and you go interview after interview and you get rejected again and again. Well, guess what? That doesn't feel good and it doesn't make it any easier to go to that next interview. And she was at a place where she was just really low. Now, she happened to hear about the summit, and she listened to one of the presentations on money and stress and finances, and she did the tapping. So she engaged in the process and engaged her anxiety. She engaged her doubt about getting a job. She engaged all these limiting beliefs she had about what was possible. As you can imagine, after doing all the tapping, she felt fantastic. She was on a high. She said, things are possible. And what was really neat about this story is that she went into an interview the next day. It was, it was The tapping was on Sunday night. Her interview was on Monday morning, and she had a fantastic interview. She went with confidence, excitement, enthusiasm. And she emailed me later that day telling me she was hopeful, she was excited. And then sure enough, the next day, she reported back she got the job. And, you know, I think what's exciting about a, a simple story like that is that if we break it down and look at what happened, you know, certainly – if you believe in the law of attraction and the secret and other ways of thought like that, you can say she attracted her dream job. And I totally believe that can be the case. There are certainly energies and forces at work that we don't always understand. But from what we do understand, from the purely practical, psychological, emotional level, what happened? 
She quieted the noise. She released the anxiety. She raised her self-esteem. She erased her self-doubt. And then she went into that interview as a different person. Right? She went into that interview as someone that you would want to hire. I mean, I'm an employer and we've got about 15 people at the Tapping Solution team. And I'm always looking for people with energy and enthusiasm and self-worth. And if somebody came to me like she might have been before she did the tapping and she wasn't happy with herself, she wasn't smiling, she wasn't expecting to get the job as an employer, I might say, well, she's not a fit for this. She doesn't have the energy we're looking for. So when we clear that stuff out, when we clear out all the noise that's going on in our life, we get to the place where, and you use this word in the introduction, we become more resourceful. We gain clarity about what's possible. And I think this work is really about getting back to who we are at our deepest core, to letting our light shine, to letting our personality shine, to being ourselves. And we can do that when we release all this other stuff that's on top of it. Yeah, that is a great story. A lot of people might not know that we have a past of financial struggles. You know, both of us growing up, there was a lot of ups and downs. And especially before making the documentary, which was such a leap of faith for the two of us, we were in a very bad financial situation. Can you tell us more about that story? Because I think it's so relevant because we not only made a film about tapping, but we actually had to use the technique in order for us to make this film. So tell us more about that. Sure. And, you know, I'm going to condense it because it's a long story and I really want to give people an experience of the tapping. In just a few minutes, we're going to tap and we're going to release that noise and you're going to feel breakthroughs right there. But I think it's a good story because, as you said, right around the time when I sort of got the idea to make the film was at a time where financially I was in a really difficult situation. The family was really because we had been working with real estate buying, fixing up and selling houses. And you might remember that right around 2006, 2007, the market crashed. And when it crashed, we were holding about 30 properties at the time. Now, we're not a big bank that gets a bailout, and we didn't have the resources to just walk away from it and say, okay, that business failed, let it go, and let someone else take over it. Most of it was personal debts and personal guarantees to friends and family members and other investors. So we were left really holding the bag. And to say that it was a challenging time is really minimizing what it was. But what was exciting about what happened and the dramatic turnaround is that we went from being just around a million dollars in debt, and yes, you heard that right, a million dollars in debt from all the real estate assets that we owed money on, to starting to make the film at the same time. So out of the blue, I decide and enlist you, Jessica, and Nick Polizzi, and other people to go out on this journey to do something that we cared about, to do something that we were passionate about, to make a difference in the world. I was finding that tapping was making a big difference, that EFT was something I wanted to share, and I said, I'm going to do it. So we bought $40,000 worth of camera equipment, and yes, this is adding on to the existing debt, some might call me crazy at the time, and set out on this journey. And like you said, within the context of that whole experience, personally, I kept doing the work to say, why is this happening to me again? Why are there these boom and bust? You know, I'd had the periods before in my 20s where it'd be like, make a lot of money and then go into debt and then make a lot of money and go into debt. So I started really looking deep and recognizing the pattern in my life, the things that have happened before, the beliefs I had about who I was, about what was possible, about how I saw the financial world. And I addressed these patterns through the tapping and changed them completely. There's obviously a lot more to the story than that, which I'll tell another day. But the punchline is that in just a couple short years, not only was that debt paid off completely, we put out this film that's to date sold over 90,000 copies. The Tapping Solution business is now a multi-million dollar business working to help people around the world, really providing amazing, valuable, free content like what's happening in this and also having a business model that serves other people supporting charities, supporting the work done in Rwanda and with veterans with PTSD, supporting other practitioners and getting the word out, doing a heck of a lot of good. And you know what? I'm proud to say it. And I'm proud to say that this has happened because I've used the tapping to reconstruct what I believe about the world, to really let go of that old stuff, to let go of the anxiety. And as you can imagine, when there's a million dollars in debt, and a project that is out of the blue, which I didn't know how I was going to make, I used tapping a heck of a lot to stay clear, to stay resourceful, and to really stay the course. I think that's such a big part of a lot of projects and dreams and goals is that we often drop off of them so quickly when that anxiety hits, when that stress hits, and we don't stay in that clear, resourceful place that if you stick with it, things can happen in a big way. 
It's true. And without the tapping, I don't know how we would have done it because it's really hard in that moment when you know the debt, you don't know how you're going to pay rent the next month and you suddenly have to be creative and innovative. It seems very hard unless you have this tool. So I want to start by focusing on the present anxiety that people have. Someone right now is listening to this. They're struggling with finances at this moment. They feel overwhelmed. Where do they start? That's a great question. So what we're going to do in the context of this call is to take a look at the present, like you said, the current anxiety, and then we're also going to take a look at the past and the future because those are two other components that can play into your journey of change. So I think the easiest thing to do, and it's so important to start, certainly some of the deepest work is when we look at the past, when we look at our limiting beliefs and what happened and what we believe about the world. But it can be hard to do that within the context of there being so much noise, And I think noise is a great word for it because it really brings forth what it is that's happening. So what's that noise? The noise is the bills that you know you have to pay. The noise is the job that you don't like. The noise is the anxiety, the anger, the struggle that you feel inside about what's happening right now, about your current situation. And when we quiet that noise, that's when we will open ourselves up to new possibilities. So what I'd love everybody to do is to just take a deep breath and let it go. And I want you to get really grounded and centered. We've been moving fast through a lot of topics, and I know I can talk fast, so I'll try to slow it down for you. (laughs) I get so excited about these topics and what's possible. So let's get really grounded and centered because it's from that place where the deepest wisdom comes forward. And it's also from that place, that grounded, centered place, where we can really connect to what's going on, where we can recognize, how do I really feel? What's the answer here? What's the question here? What is it that I'm trying to uncover and figure out? You know, the process of tapping is one of peeling the layers of an onion, of starting with the anxiety and then seeing what's underneath that and what's underneath that and what's underneath that. And getting to the place where we go, this is what it's about. And that's where the real breakthroughs come in. So get grounded, get centered. And I want you to focus, and it's going to be just for a minute or two. People get really scared about focusing on the negative or the truth. And I know we've discussed this before, but it's important to reiterate that we're only spending a little bit of time here addressing what's going on, what we're feeling, tapping about it, and then letting it go. So I want you to think about your financial situation money, cash, money, that whole thing, your job, your bills, your bank account. I want you to see that all in front of you. Whatever that means to you and whatever comes to mind right now is exactly what you're supposed to focus on. And I'm sure for most of us, the body's going to tighten up a little bit. You're going to feel some anxiety and some stress. That's okay. I want you to build that up a little bit right now. I want you to really focus on what's bothering you most. What's stressing you out the most right now about money and about finances? And feel that in your body and try to identify what's the emotion here. Am I anxious? Am I angry about something? Am I angry at myself? What comes up when you think about your current financial situation? And I want you to give it a number on a 0 to 10 scale. 10 being if you're anxious and your body is just riddled with anxiety right now, it might be an eight or a nine, and try to pick something, an issue, try to focus on something that's five or higher so we can really see that change. And if you have a pen and paper, it's always great to write it down. Anxiety about money, level eight or number eight. That way we can really see the difference. And now we're going to do some tapping. Jess, you're going to echo me? Yes. Wonderful. So again, I'm going to do a general global tapping and just repeat after me. And even if your issue is different, there's this magical thing called borrowing benefits where we can be tapping with language that doesn't exactly match what your language might be, but your intent is there to change it and the change happens. And if that isn't working for you, you can change the language to what fits you, whatever you think is best. Follow your guidance here. So tapping on the side of the hand. Even though I have all this anxiety about money. Even though I have all of this anxiety about money. 
I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm really anxious about money. Even though I'm really anxious about money. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm feeling so anxious about money. Even though I'm feeling so anxious about money. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. And now moving through the points. Eyebrow. All this anxiety about money. All of this anxiety about money. Side of the eye. Letting it go. Letting it go. Under the eye. I can't let it go. I can't let it go. Under the nose. I need to be anxious. I need to be anxious. Under the mouth. All this anxiety. All of this anxiety. Collarbone. If I don't worry about money. If I don't worry about money. Under the arm. Then nothing will change. Then nothing will change. Top of the head, I need to be anxious. I need to be anxious. Eyebrow, I need to stay on guard. I need to stay on guard. Side of the eye, I need to be on alert. I need to be on alert. Under the eye, about money. About money. Under the nose, I can't stop thinking about money. I can't stop thinking about money. Under the mouth, I can't stop thinking about finances. I can't stop thinking about finances. Collarbone. All this anxiety about money. All of this anxiety about money. Under the arm, I wonder if I can let it go. I wonder if I can let it go. Top of the head, I wonder if I should let it go. I wonder if I should let it go. Eyebrow, I wonder if I should let part of it go. I wonder if I should let part of it go. Side of the eye, I can't let it go. I can't let it go. Under the eye, I need this anxiety. I need this anxiety. Under the nose, I need to stay alert. I need to stay alert. Under the mouth. All this anxiety. All of this anxiety. Collarbone. Releasing it now. Releasing it now. Under the arm. I choose to release some of this now. I choose to release some of this now. Top of the head. I choose to release this anxiety. I choose to release this anxiety. Eyebrow. It's safe to release this anxiety. It's safe to release this anxiety. Side of the eye. It's safe to feel safe. It's safe to feel safe. Under the eye. Around money and finances. Around money and finances. Under the nose. I choose to release this anxiety. I choose to release this anxiety. Under the mouth. Letting it go. Letting it go. Collarbone. Feeling safe now. Feeling safe now. Under the arm. Feeling safe now. Feeling safe now. Top of the head, releasing all the stress and anxiety. Releasing all the stress and anxiety. A deep breath. And let it go. And you know, something that came up there, which I think was really interesting, is the idea of, I can't release this anxiety, that I need it in some way. Right? And we've talked about the fight or flight response before, the stress response in the body that says, I need this. And there's a big part of us that often says, I've got to stay anxious and hypervigilant because if I don't, I'm going to lose track of this, right? I'm going to get in deeper debt or I'm not going to fix the situation. There's a part of us that says, I need to be anxious so I do something about it, right? That that anxiety is somehow going to fix the problem. But we all know that all that anxiety does is it stresses out the body. It brings the blood away from the forebrain, which is your creative thinking, smart, intuitive center and into the rest of the body. You know, how often have we been anxious and had great insights, right? It yeah, doesn't, so it, true. It, it doesn't it happen doesn't that happen. we're like, that we're freaking out about things and all of a sudden go, oh, I know the answer. No. Jess, when do most people get the best ideas? In the shower. In the shower, <laughs> you know? And I don't think it has to do with the fact that we're naked. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think it has to do with the fact that we have warm water running down our body, it's so relaxing in the shower or the bathtub, the water just feels nurturing, it's in your body, just lets go. And it's that you take a deep breath and your thoughts wander and most people don't feel very anxious in the shower, they feel relaxed. And that's when we have the ability to be creative. At the end of the day, in order to get out of the situation that we're in, so you know, I got myself into a financial situation that was a mess. I had to change my thinking and I had to change my way of being. And that same anxious thinking, that stress was not going to be able to get me out. I forget the Einstein quote exactly. You might know it better, Jess, but it's something to the effect of the thinking that got us here in order to change something. We, we need new thinking. 
Exactly. Right? The thinking that created the problem can't solve it. There you go. You know it. So, <laughs> so that's what we're looking at here. We're looking at how do we release this anxiety and change the thinking. And I know for a lot of you listening, just doing a simple, I mean, it wasn't even five minutes of tapping on anxiety has calmed down the body enough that it's opening up to new awareness and new possibilities. And Nick, if someone wants to do this by themselves, how do they figure out what words to say as they tap? Well, you know, it's really about the feeling more than the words. So don't get caught up. As we were tapping through the points, I changed different things and came up with different language. If you zone in on the feeling, if you recognize I'm anxious and, you know, you write it down and it's a level seven and you just start tapping there, You can also ask yourself questions that go deeper, like, what am I anxious about exactly? The more specific you get in your thinking, the language certainly helps with being more specific, but just thinking, just saying, what is really bothering me? So you might say, I'm anxious, and then, okay, about what? About the fact that the mortgage is due in four days and I don't have enough money. Okay, tap on that specific anxiety. Tap on the specific issues that are going on. The deeper you go, the better and more lasting the results are going to be. But oftentimes, especially early on, we're so stressed out that we can't even think to go deep. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't know what's underneath this. I don't know what my limiting beliefs are and what my emotional patterns are and what I learned in childhood. I am just stressed out about the bills. That's why we do this current tapping first. We look at the overwhelm first. We quiet the noise. And then once we've done that, that's when new insights and understandings come forward. Yes, it makes so much sense. So we've worked on our current situation. Now let's look at the past. How does our past experiences impact our current financial situation? Absolutely. So you've likely heard of the concept of a limiting belief, right? And if you haven't heard of a limiting belief, what's a limiting belief? A limiting belief is something that we think about ourselves, about the world, about money, about finances that somehow limits us. Now, the tricky thing about a limiting belief is that until we really get to the core of it, we don't recognize it as a limiting belief. We recognize it as the truth. Okay, So, for example, an experience of a limiting belief might be money is evil, right? Money is bad. Money isn't spiritual. Now, why is that a limiting belief? Because if you have that belief, for example, if you have the belief that money isn't spiritual, and you're a spiritual person trying to make a difference in the world, there's going to be a conflict there, especially with regards to paying your bills and finances. You're going to say, you know what, I'm going to find a way to stay broke because that's when I'm most spiritual and most pure. Right. Well, tell us about this belief. I mean, where are we picking this up? Because that's something that is very common, and I personally had to work on it. Well, absolutely. And this is where we look at the past. So when we look at the past, we look at what was our childhood like? Now, what did we hear from our parents? You could have heard this around the dinner table. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money isn't spiritual. You could have heard that from teachers. You could have heard it from culture. I mean, popular culture, especially movies, has a tendency to, you know, run with that story. Right. Or the idea that in order to make money, you have to step over other people. You need to take advantage of other people. Those things. Absolutely, that you have to cause bad. You have to cause something negative in the world in order to make money. You'll hear things like money's dirty, rich people are greedy. You know, if you believe fully that rich people are greedy as a belief, it's going to change your world. Now, we're not arguing here that some rich people aren't greedy, right? But we know very clearly some people are greedy and some people aren't greedy. Some rich people are greedy, some poor people are greedy, right? right? But when we have these beliefs, and oftentimes they sort of lurk in our consciousness and we don't think about it, it's not like we wake up in the morning saying rich people are greedy, but they're there and they have an imprint. So what can happen is that when we start making more money, let's say we're following our passion and our dream and put out something wonderful in the world and the world starts cheering for us. And guess, how does the world cheer for us? It compensates us financially, right? That's the current system that's in place. So you put out a book that something you're passionate about and the world is buying it up. But all of a sudden, you start saying to yourself, oh, I'm getting rich and rich people are greedy, rich people are fake, rich people have no morals, whatever it is that you think about rich people. So what do you do? Consciously, usually subconsciously, you start sabotaging it. Now you can't get started on your next book or you blow your money everywhere you can to try to get rid of it as quickly as possible because it's not safe to hold on to it. So this is what we're looking at 
when we're looking at our past? You know, how can we work through these beliefs in order to better serve ourselves and the world? I love that. So I would like to do some tapping on that. But first, I have a, a personal question for you, Nick. How do you view money? Because it seems like as we begin to do this work, we need to change our own relationship with how we're viewing money. So what does money mean to you? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I certainly view money as a form of energy. When I mentioned before that the world cheers for you, you know, how does the world cheer for you? Well, not solely. I mean, certainly there can be recognition in other ways, but one of the ways that the world cheers for you is with money. If there's somebody's book that I love, if there's work that's amazing, I go and buy it, right? That's my way of saying thank you for what you're putting forward. To me, and it's certainly around the money isn't spiritual concept, and it's a big deal for a lot of people. I look at my life when I was a million dollars in debt, okay, with the real estate and everything that was happening, and I look and I ask myself, what sort of contribution was I making to the world? And it was pretty darn limiting, right? I had to worry about getting out of the debt. I had to do everything to claw my way out of it. I didn't have the extra time to contribute. I certainly didn't have any money to donate to anybody, Right? And to support causes that I believed in, I look at my life today. My financial situation is radically different. Am I more spiritual today because I have a different financial situation? Well, perhaps I'm not more spiritual on the inside, but I am more spiritual in what I can give to the world. I have the ability to give more and do more and share more, and that's because of the financial situation. So it's a tough one. I mean, Jess, you and I have both dealt with it. I get it. I get the people. There's so much stuff associated with money that I understand the sort of revulsion that comes forward. But you've got to get to the core of it. You know, I've said a couple times I've done a lot of radio interviews and this topic comes up a lot because it's a big issue for people. And I say all the time, I am rooting for somebody to find a way to make a billion dollars helping people, right? To find a way to make a billion dollars selling green vegetables and kale. To find a way to make a billion dollars giving people massages and teaching them yoga and spreading yoga and meditation and tapping. I'm rooting for these amazing things in the world that are making a real difference in people's lives to somehow become financially successful. Because the reality is, imagine that there's a meditation teacher who makes a billion dollars. I don't know how he does it. He runs great retreat centers, sells books to every person on the planet. I don't know how he does it, but he makes so much money doing it that now he says, I'm going to start running advertisements for my meditation book or my meditation program on TV next to the advertisements for beer, for pharmaceutical drugs, for cars, for insurance, right? All those industries that make a lot of money. That's why they can run those advertisements. What would that do to the world to be able to pop on the TV and instead of being bombarded with information that doesn't serve us, to be bombarded with opportunities for growth and self-healing? You know, if you're listening to this, you're committed to a better world, committed to changing your life and the lives of those around you. I'm rooting for you to find a way to be financially abundant and successful because I know that if you're coming from a place where your heart is there caring for other people, if you're coming from a place where you're passionate, you're doing your life's work, then everything else will fall into place. And the more money you make, the more you can do that. Exactly. Well, I want to do some tapping to help those who agree with you but still feel like they have that belief that money is evil. Because so many times we logically know something isn't true, but it's so incorporated into our unconscious mind that we need to bring in the tapping. So let's bring in the tapping now and and do some tapping around that. Let's do some tapping. And I am with the people struggling with this. I was there and I recognize that that from a rational perspective, what I just shared might make sense. But what the tapping does that it's so profound is that you can hear a message that says that money is spiritual and you can rationally say to yourself, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. I want to make more money so I can do more good in the world and I can share my gifts. But until we get to the core of these beliefs and the things we learned in childhood, it's hard for that to change. You can have a rational perspective, but there's still party that says, oh, but it feels so icky. You know, like, yeah, exactly. I just, oh, I can't do it. So with this tapping, we're getting to that core part of ourselves. All right, let's go for it. Okay, so go ahead and take a deep breath. And as always, get really grounded and centered. And I want you to say out loud, money isn't spiritual. Money isn't spiritual. And see, ask yourself, how true does that feel? 
10 being that is totally true. That's just money isn't spiritual. I don't want anything to do with it. It's not right. And if it's a zero, then it means there's no strength to that belief. That out loud statement is one way that we can sort of work with these more abstract limiting beliefs and recognize where we are with them. So again, try it again. Money isn't spiritual. Money isn't spiritual. And if that one doesn't work for you, you can also try things like money is dirty. You can say out loud, money is dirty and just see how that feels or rich people are greedy and see how that feels. For now, we're going to focus on money isn't spiritual. And now that we have our number, you can write it down. You have a pen and paper. I'm at a number seven. I believe that money isn't spiritual. And let's do some tapping. Tapping on the side of the hand. Even though part of me feels that money isn't spiritual. Even though part of me feels that money isn't spiritual. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. And just a quick note, you'll see oftentimes I'll use the language part of me. It's usually part of us. It's not the whole of us. It's a way to sort of temper it. And people can connect more with, yeah, part of me isn't ready. Part of me is. So just a little tip on the language for you. Okay. So two more times. Even though part of me thinks that money isn't spiritual. Even though part of me thinks that money isn't spiritual. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though part of me thinks that money isn't spiritual. Even though part of me thinks that money isn't spiritual. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Now tapping through the points. Money isn't spiritual. Money isn't spiritual. Side of the eye. I don't want it. I don't want it. Under the eye because it's not spiritual. Because it's not spiritual. Under the nose. Or I want just enough. Or I want just enough. Under the mouth. But not a lot. But not a lot. Collarbone. Because a lot wouldn't be spiritual. Because a lot wouldn't be spiritual. Under the arm. But just enough is spiritual. But just enough is spiritual. Top of the head. Money isn't spiritual. Money isn't spiritual. Eyebrow. I wonder where I learned that. I wonder where I learned that. Side of the eye. I wonder where I learned that. I wonder where I learned that. Under the eye. Did my parents tell me? Did my parents tell me? Under the nose. Did the television tell me? Did the television tell me? Under the mouth. Did I just make this up? Did I just make this up? Collarbone. Did I have an experience that told me money isn't spiritual? Did I have an experience that told me that money isn't spiritual? Under the arm. This belief. This belief. Top of the head. This old, old belief. This old, old belief. Eyebrow. Money isn't spiritual. Money isn't spiritual. Side of the eye. This old belief. This old belief. Under the eye. It's just not serving me anymore. It's just not serving me anymore. Under the nose. I wonder if I can let this go. I wonder if I can let this go. Under the mouth. I wonder if I can let this go. I wonder if I can let this go. Collarbone. Letting this belief go. Letting this belief go. Under the arm, letting this old belief go. Letting this old belief go. Top of the head, making money doing something I love makes me happy. Making money doing something I love makes me happy. Eyebrow, money is a source of joy for me. Money is a source of joy for me. Side of the eye, money is pure and necessary. Money is pure and necessary. Under the eye, money is something I can definitely get more of. Money is something I can definitely get more of. Under the nose, rich people can be generous. Rich people can be generous. Under the mouth, I wonder if I can be rich. I wonder if I can be rich. Collarbone and generous. And generous. Under the arm, being rich. Being rich. Top of the head, being generous. Being generous. Take a deep breath. You know, I want to just run into, because I, I could almost feel everybody with the word rich right? And rich people. I want to do some tapping on that right now because there's so, I even felt some anxiety within myself on it when saying, you know, rich people can be generous. There's so much societal stuff. It's like rich people. You hear that and it's like, I don't want to be a rich person. Everybody wants money and finances and freedom, but they don't want to be a rich person and they don't want other people to see them as a rich person, right? Yeah. We hide it. We play it down. Uh, you know, I'm not rich. And we just sort of cower down into it. So let's just do some tapping right now on that word and everything that comes with it. Yes, please. Let's go for it. Tapping on the side of the hand. Even though there's so much stuff. Even though there's so much stuff. Around the word rich. Around the word rich. 
I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I don't want to be rich. Even though I don't want to be rich. Because then people won't like me. Because then people won't like me. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I don't want to be rich. Even though I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be that word. I don't want to be that word. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Eyebrow. Rich people. Rich people. Side of the eye. Rich. Rich. Under the eye. Everything that comes with that word. Everything that comes with that word. Under the nose. Rich people. Rich people. Under the mouth. I don't want to be a rich person. I don't want to be a rich person. Collarbone. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Under the arm. It doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe. Top of the head. Everything that comes with that word. Everything that comes with that word. Eyebrow. Letting it go now. Letting it go now. Side of the eye. Letting go of all the tension. Letting go of all the tension. Under the eye. Letting go of all the anxiety. Letting go of all the anxiety. Under the nose. Around the word rich. Around the word rich. Under the mouth. Letting go of all the tension. Letting go of all the tension. Collarbone. Letting go of all the anxiety. Letting go of all the anxiety. Under the arm. Around the word rich. Around the word rich. Top of the head. It's safe to be rich. It's safe to be rich. Eyebrow. I choose to be rich. I choose to be rich. Side of the eye. I choose to be abundant. I choose to be abundant. Under the eye. I choose to be free. I choose to be free. Under the nose. I choose to be financially free. I choose to be financially free. Under the mouth. And rich. And rich. Collarbone. I choose to be free. I choose to be free. Under the arm. I choose to be generous and loving. I choose to be generous and loving. Top of the head and rich. And rich. Eyebrow. I wonder if I can be generous. I wonder if I can be generous. Side of the eye. Loving. Loving. Under the eye and rich. And rich. Under the nose. I am abundant. I am abundant. Under the mouth. I am generous. I am generous. Collarbone. I am loving. I am loving. Under the arm and I am rich. And I am rich. Top of the head. Feeling rich now. Feeling rich now. Take a deep breath and let it go. Ooh, I loved that one. It's powerful. It's just incredible. And I think looking at a word that's so loaded like that really can help us recognize how it affects us on a daily basis. This is where the limiting beliefs come in. This is where these concepts of how our bodies store these old memories and traumas and beliefs, how they're making a real difference in our lives on a daily basis. They're just so loaded. And Nick, I love how you said that even for you, when you said the word rich, there was a part of you that didn't feel comfortable with it. And so you did the tapping. And this is what I love about tapping. It's not like we suddenly heal ourselves and get to this place where everything is fine. We're living a life where we're constantly being faced with things. And now we have this tool to continuously do this work and continuously grow. Absolutely. I'm doing the work. I mean, I got just as much out of that as, as hopefully everyone listening did. So, yes, absolutely. You know. Well, thank you for that. And that tapping actually brings me into the next thing that I'd like us to focus on, which is the future. What are some of the feelings that people may be projecting into the future that can be holding them back? Yeah, it's a great question. So I want to do a short little exercise here that I find is going to give people some ideas about what might be coming up. But this exercise is going to make it so each individual person has the direct experience of those feelings about the future. Okay. Okay. So again, I'd like everybody to just go ahead and take a deep breath and let it go. And I want you to imagine that all your financial dreams, aspirations, your goals, your vision is coming true. And see it come true for you right now in whatever way that looks like. So... If you're looking to have, you know, imagine yourself having the house of your dreams and the car of your dreams. Imagine yourself publishing that best-selling book. Imagine yourself starting that business that you've been wanting to start or being promoted. Whatever it is that you envision in your future as being the highest possibility for you and really go for it. And just feel that in your body. 
And for most people right now, as you're imagining this vision, the feeling is a good feeling, right? So now I'm going to put a little twist in there. So keep feeling that and see that picture. And now I want you to see the people closest to you appear all of a sudden. So this might be, so just bring them in the room. So if, if you're in your dream house, have them walk in. If you're driving your dream car, put them in the back seat. If you have published your best-selling book and you're doing a book signing or you're giving a talk about it, I want these people to show up. I want you to bring in mom and dad. And whether they're with us today or not, even if they pass, bring them in as well. I want you to bring in your siblings, your relatives. I want you to bring in your closest friends. I want you to bring in some childhood friends and the people you went to high school with or college with. I want you to bring in your coworkers. Everybody who is meaningful in your life, where the relationship is most important, I want you to bring them forward and just have them appear in that scene. And now I want you to tune in and see, how do I feel now? And I want, I want you to bring them to life and have them speak. So if you're in your dream house, what does your mom say to you? What does your best friend say to you? What does your dad say to you? And in this case, because we're looking to tap out the negative, the issues that are holding us back, you're actually looking for the negative stuff. If you have a really supportive best friend and they say, that's great, well, let them say, that's great, but also bring in the people who are not going to be supportive or who might just have a snide little remark if you learn that rich people are greedy from your parents and you're in your dream house, are they saying something to you? Do they say, oh, there you are, you're rich. Now you're gonna be greedy. And just allow whatever comes forward to happen and, and feel how that feels in your body. You know, there's probably been a shift from when you were imagining it by yourself and it all felt great to now there's this influence around us of other people and what they think. And you might have some tension in your body, some anxiety, and just tune into that feeling. And let's do some tapping on that. So just tune into that feeling. And if you want, if you wanna give it a number on a zero to 10 scale of what that feeling is, if you wanna really hone in on it, that's fantastic. I'm just gonna do some general tapping now on this scene. So tapping on the side of the hand, even though it's not safe to be successful. Even though it's not safe to be successful. Because of all this stuff. Because of all this stuff. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though it's not safe to stand out. Even though it's not safe to stand out. Because of all this stuff. Because of all of this stuff. That I'm seeing happen right now. That I'm seeing happen right now. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though part of me just doesn't want to stand out. Even though part of me just doesn't want to stand out. Doesn't want to be successful. Doesn't want to be successful. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Eyebrow, all this stuff. All of this stuff. Side of the eye, all these negative feelings. All of these negative feelings. Under the eye, if my dreams come true, if my dreams come true, under the nose, then I'm gonna have all this stuff happen. Then I'm gonna have all of this stuff happen. Under the mouth, I might have people be jealous of me. I might have people be jealous of me. Collarbone, maybe they're putting me down. Maybe they're putting me down. Under the arm, maybe they won't be my friends anymore. Maybe they won't be my friends anymore. Top of the head, if all my dreams come true. If all my dreams come true. Eyebrow, all this stuff. All of this stuff. Side of the eye, it just doesn't feel good. It just doesn't feel good. Under the eye, I don't want my dreams to come true. I don't want my dreams to come true. Under the nose, if it comes with all this stuff. If it comes with all of this stuff. Under the mouth, all the stuff I'm feeling. All of the stuff that I'm feeling. Collarbone, all the stuff in the future. All of the stuff in the future. Under the arm, all these fears. All of these fears. Top of the head, all this stress. All of this stress. Eyebrow, I wonder if it's going to be this way. I wonder if it's going to be this way. Side of the eye, I wonder if I can change this somehow. I wonder if I can change this somehow. Under the eye, I wonder if I can create a better picture. 
I wonder if I can create a better picture. Under the nose, where I release all this stuff. Where I release all of this stuff. Under the mouth, what do I need to change within myself? What do I need to change within myself? Collarbone, for all this stuff to change. For all of this stuff to change. Under the arm, what do I need to let go of? What do I need to let go of? Top of the head, for all this stuff to change. For all that stuff to change. Eyebrow, it's safe to stand out. It's safe to stand out. Side of the eye, I choose to stand out. I choose to stand out. Under the eye, I choose to be successful. I choose to be successful. Under the nose, it's safe to be successful. It is safe to be successful. Under the mouth, I am successful. I am successful. Collarbone, and I am accepted. And I am accepted. Under the arm, and I am safe. And I am safe. Top of the head, I am successful. I am successful. Eyebrow, and I am loved. And I am loved. Side of the eye, I am successful. I am successful. Under the eye, I am successful. I am successful. Under the nose, and I am safe. And I am safe. Under the mouth, I am successful. I am successful. Collarbone, and I am loved. And I am loved. Under the arm, I can be successful. I can be successful. Top of the head, and loved. And loved. Eyebrow, I can be successful. I can be successful. Side of the eye, and fit in. And fit in. Under the eye, it's safe to stand out. It's safe to stand out. Under the nose, I can be loved. I can be loved. Under the mouth, I can stand out. I can stand out. Collarbone, and be loved. And be loved. Under the arm, I am loved. I am loved. Top of the head, I am successful. I am successful. I am appreciated. I am appreciated. Side of the eye, in every cell of my body. In every cell of my body. Under the eye, I am successful. I am successful. Under the nose, and I am loved. And I am loved. Under the mouth, in every cell of my being. In every cell of my being. Collarbone, I am successful. I am successful. Under the arm, and I am loved. And I am loved. Top of the head, I am loved. I am loved. Deep breath. And let it go. Now you might ask, what does being loved have to do with being successful? <laughs> right? But it's, I'm sure we all felt, I felt it in myself, how that conflict can come up so strongly that there's somehow a difference between being successful and being loved and that we have to be one or the other. I'm sure people who are pop stars and people out in the public in a big way, they'd probably say, well, I'm successful and my fans say they love me, but am I really loved? Do I really fit in? And most importantly, forget the fans that they see at concerts, are they loved by their friends and family and those closest to them? So it's easy to create for ourselves this conflict that says, I can't be successful and be loved at the same time. Right. I can't stand out and be loved and appreciated at the same time. Because of that fear of jealousy or someone wanting to take you down, that thought that if you stand up and you shine, then you're going to be vulnerable to attack and to other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's amazing how that can feel so true. And just with doing some of the tapping, you can really get to that place where you can stand strong on stage and do something that you love and feel like you have this core where nothing can really knock you down. Yeah. You know, when we get to that place where we are so committed to the work that we're doing in the world, to our passion, now it doesn't mean, you know, the tapping doesn't magically make all the critics go away. Right. And the reality is, from a pure numbers perspective, is that the more people you reach and touch and interact with, the more there's going to be potential people criticizing you. Right. If nobody knows about the work you're doing in the world and about your passion, then nobody can criticize you. It's very simple. Right. You keep your talents hidden and you stay safe and closed down. There's nobody to criticize you. And if 10 people know about it, then maybe one person criticize you. And if a thousand people, maybe a hundred people can criticize you. I think 10% would probably be too high of a criteria, but just saying that. Now, what we have to ask ourselves is, are we willing to be our authentic selves at every level, regardless of the one or two or three people that might criticize us? And I think we can be when we find that place of self-love, of self-worth. That's where it really comes in. And we find that place that says, I am so centered I'm so in aligned with my beliefs. I'm in aligned with the fact that money is spiritual. I'm aligned with the fact that I'm rich 
and generous and loving. And when those criticisms come up and those challenges come up, it's just an opportunity to send love that way and to be compassionate and to simply say, those other people criticizing me don't know any better. They have these limiting beliefs, right? They're just operating on what they learned from their parents and from society, and they haven't had the opportunity to do the work I have to get to this place. So to me, it's an opportunity to be compassionate and to continue to do the work that we believe we have to do. Yes, absolutely. Well, we've covered so much from dealing with our current stress to looking at our past to now looking at the future. Do you have any other tips before we wrap up? We've done a lot and certainly it's a start. It's a start to the deeper work that you can continue doing on your own and keep tapping. This works. There's an infinite abundant possibility in front of you right now. So much is possible, especially when we clear out this old stuff and move forward. Well said. I want to thank you so much for being so honest with us, for sharing this with us, because you know, you know how this works and you have such a passion for sharing it with other people and you're doing it in such a, a wonderful way that really comes from the heart. Thank you so much. Hey guys, it's Jessica Ortner from The Tapping Solution and I hope that you enjoyed the podcast today. We're so happy that you are here. You know, for many years I've been using tapping on myself and I've been sharing the many benefits with people from all over the world and I often hear the question, can I use tapping to help improve my finances? And the short answer is yes. But the reasons why tapping works with money issues may not be what you think. In most cases, your income and cash flow are being restricted because of limiting beliefs and emotional blocks around money that you may be subconsciously holding onto. That's why we created an entire program focused on improving your money situation called The Tapping Solution for Financial Success and Personal Fulfillment. In this seven-week program with my brother Nick as your guide, he'll take you on a journey deep into the subconscious to find and eliminate those destructive and limiting patterns that are keeping you from achieving the abundant life you deserve. We've had thousands of people go through this program over the years, and the astounding feedback we've received has been nothing short of miraculous. It truly is a life-changing experience. So while money isn't the most important thing in the world, for many families and individuals, it is one of the biggest sources of stress and anxiety in their lives. We can help. Just think how much more good in the world you could really do if money wasn't an issue. That's what our financial success program is all about. If you are ready to finally be free of your financial burdens, we invite you to first download Nick's free ebook called 103 Disempowering Beliefs About Money and Success and How to Eliminate Them in Minutes. Even if you're not sure if this course is for you, go to this link because it's free and it's awesome. So you simply go to the tappingsolution.com forward slash beliefs. That's the tappingsolution.com forward slash beliefs to get your free ebook. Your journey to financial success starts here, and we're thrilled to be right there with you on this ride. Until next time, guys, take care and keep tapping.